Father, we pray in the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We are so thankful for this day. We are so thankful that we can come together and worship your name. I pray that you open our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. I greet you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's so good to be here again. I want to say thank you uh, to the Pastor Van Maso. Ten years ago, that's when I met him. This is my fifth time coming to your church. The first time I met him, I just fell in love with him. So, and I fell in love with you guys here at uh, Fellowship Bible Church. So, Pastor Van, thank you very much that every time we come to the United States, you allow us to come and to be part of your ministry. I've been looking forward to come to this uh, church today. And uh, I know you've been looking forward too to see my cute face this morning. <laughs> In Malawi, before you start preaching God's word, you have to make sure that no one is sleeping. So I have to make sure that nobody is sleeping during my message. So you have to do something uh, crazy. It's not going to be crazy though, but it's going to be something nice. So when I say, up, up, Jesus, we'll lift our hands in the air. I'll say, up, up, Jesus. Are you ready? Yes. I can't hear you. Are you ready? Yes. Up, up, Jesus. Yes. Hold on. You have to wait for me until I say, up, up, Jesus, and then you come up, 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 Jesus. All right? Up, up, Jesus. Some of you, you're not lifting up your hands in the air. How many of you are lifting up your hands in the air? Can you raise up your hands? Some of you, the rest of you are liars. Okay, we'll do it again. Up, up, Jesus. Up, up, Jesus. Down, down, Satan. Down, down, Satan. Open your Bibles to this morning in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. 1 Samuel chapter 17. We'll start God's word this morning in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. If you have found it, say hallelujah. hallelujah. If you have not found it, say woe is me. <laughs> the Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 1. Now the Philistines gathered their armies together to battle, and we are gathered at Sarkov, which belongs to Judah. They encamped between Sarkov and Ezekiel in Ephes Damimi. And so, and the men of Israel were gathered together, and they encamped in the valley of Elah, and drew up in a battle array against the Philistines. The Philistines stood on a mountain on one side, and Israel stood on a mountain on the other side with a valley between them. And a champion went out from the camp of the Philistine named Goliath from Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze of helmet on his head. He was armed with a coat of mail, and the weight of the coat was, was 5,000 shekels of bronze. He had a bronze of armor on his legs and a bronze of javelin between his shoulders. Now the staff of his spear was like a weaver's beam, and his iron spearhead weighed 600 shekels. And she had bear, and a shield bearer went before for him. Then he stood out and cried out, I uh, cried out to the armies of Israel and said to them, Why have you come out to line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And you the servant of Saul, choose a man for yourself and let him come down to me. If he's able to fight with me and kill me, then will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants. Uh, you shall be our servants. And the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. And on verse 23, 
Then as he talked with them, there was the champion, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, coming up from the armies of the Philistine and spoken according to the same way. So David heard them and all of the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were dreadfully afraid. And I'll jump quickly on verse 29. And David said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? Then he turned, uh, he turned from him toward another and said the same thing. And these people answered him as the first one did. The title of my message this morning is about facing the giants. I have heard a lot of prosperity preachers who preach that when you receive Jesus Christ it's going to be the end of your trial. When you receive Jesus Christ it's going to be the end of your challenge. When you receive Jesus Christ it's going to be the end of your sickness. I take a Christian life as a journey. From here to heaven there are hardship. Many times as we're preaching God's word with the bishop in the remote villages of Malawi, Mozambique and Zimbabwe we go into this remote village in the bush and we tell the people that when you have received Jesus Christ it does not mean it's going to be the end of your trials when you have received Jesus Christ it does not mean it's going to be the end of your challenge it's not it does not mean it's going to be the end of your sickness we tell our people that it is better to die with sickness it is better to die with hunger but with Jesus Christ in your life that's what is important when you read the Bible in the book of John chapter 16 from verse 33 Jesus said these things I've spoken unto you that you may know that in me you may have peace but in this world you will have trouble listen to that not you may have trouble but in this world you will have trouble you know one of the books that I like to study is the book of Hebrews when you study the book of Hebrews chapter 1 chapter 2 Hebrews chapter 3 Hebrews chapter 4 you know it it was written to Jewish believers who had stepped out of Judaism into Christianity. And these people, they wanted to reverse back into Judaism to, uh, to, to run away from persecution. And Paul was writing to them and saying that Christ is better. Church, I want to challenge you today that no matter what you're going through in your lives, no matter what you're going through in your family, but Jesus Christ is better than everything else. Jesus Christ is better. You know, the Bible says, we have read from the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17 from verse 1, the Bible says that the children of Israel, they went to battle with the Philistine. And in the midst of the Philistine, in the camp of the Philistine, there was a champion. A champion is someone who has fought many battles. He has won many battles. And the Bible says that the champion went to the battle and said, give me a man. If I'm able to kill that man, you are going to be our servants. But if that man is able to kill me, we are going to be your servant. When you read the Bible, from chapter 1 up to chapter 58 you find out that for 40 days and for 40 nights the children of Israel they went to battle but they never fought the battle and the Bible says in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 11 and chapter 1 Samuel chapter 17 from verse 23 the Bible says when the children of Israel saw Goliath they were running away for 40 days for 40 nights and I ask a question why for 40 days why for 40 nights the children of Israel 
why they trusted themselves. They focused on to themselves. Church, I want to challenge you this afternoon that when challenges come, when problems come in your life, don't focus on yourself. Focus on Jesus Christ. Problems will come. Challenges will come in our families. Problems will come in our church. But just when challenges come in our life, don't focus on yourself. Don't focus on your problem. Focus on God. That's what we must do. One of the books that I like to study is the book of First Samuel chapter 14 from verse 32. You remember the story of Jesus Christ walking into the sea and then the disciple Simon Peter was in with the other disciples in the bar and Jesus came walking in the sea and Jesus, uh, Simon Peter saw Jesus Christ, uh, Jesus Christ walking and you know Simon Peter was very talkative. He was just like me. So he's walking and say, if you're Jesus, let me come to you. And Jesus Christ said, okay, come to me. And we see Simon Peter, he started walking in the sea. He started walking in the water. But the Bible says that when Simon Peter saw the wind, saw the waves, he started to sink. Church, I want to tell you something, that when you remove your eyes on Jesus Christ, you are going to sink. You know, Simon Peter removed his eyes on Jesus Christ. Lord, church, I want to tell you something, that when problems come, look to Jesus Christ. Don't focus on yourself. Many families today, they are going down. Many families today, they are going down. Many relationships today, they are going down. Many churches today, they are going down. Many ministries today, they are going down because they have removed their eyes on Jesus Christ. We must not remove our eyes on Jesus Christ. You know, a couple years ago, I went to a driving school to learn how to drive. And one thing you have to know, I have driven in the United States of America. And I tell you, it is crazy. I don't want to drive again. And one thing that you have to know, you drive on the wrong side. So I went to this driving school to learn how to drive. And then my instructor told me one thing. I'll never forget. And he said to me, when you drive, always look to the white line. Never remove your eyes on the white line. Church, I want to tell you something. When challenges come, when problems come in our life, look to the white line. You know, our white line is not our pastor. Our white line are not our elders. Our white line is not our church. Our white line is Jesus Christ. Look to the white line. I want to tell you, church, that our families today, they need to look to that white line. Our ministries today, they need to look to that white line. Our pastors today, they need to look to that white line. You know, America needs to look to the white line. That's what America needs. When challenges come, may don't focus on yourself. Look to the white line. And that's Jesus Christ. Look to the white line. Don't focus on yourself. For 40 days and 40 nights, the children of Israel, they, they went to the battle, but they never fought. And the Bible says, on verse 26, uh, on verse 26, if you read your Bible, and where is verse 26 here? I can't see it even. I can't see it. Where is 26? Where is verse 26? I remember the first time that I met my wife. It was in the church. I was preaching. God's word. It was at the youth camp. And I remember the first time I saw her, I forgot all what I was preaching that day. <laughs> And one thing you need to know about my wife, she's smoking. 
So the Bible says on verse 26, Then David spoke to the men who stood by him, saying, What shall be done for the man who kills the Philistine and takes away the reproach of Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that should defy the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in this manner, saying, So it shall be done for the man who kills him. Now Eliab, his oldest brother, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger was aroused against David. And he said, Why do you come down here? And with whom have you left those fish ships in the wilderness? I know your pride and the insolence of your heart, for you have come down to see the battle. And we see here David coming in into the scene. The Bible says, David saw the Philistines said, I defy the armies of Israel. And David said, who is this man to defy the armies of Israel? And the Bible says that his oldest brother hid him and his anger was aroused. But David never stopped there. Eliab said, I know the pride of your heart. I know the insolence of your heart. You have come here to see the battle. But David, we don't see him stopping there. He keep on moving. He went to somebody else. What is going to happen to this man who killed this? Church, I want to tell you, when you are in a mission, when you are in a ministry, challenges will come. Problems will come. But those challenges, they should not stop you from preaching the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, challenges will come even in America. When you read the story about the parable of the wise and the foolish builder, the wise builder built his house on the rock. The foolish builder built his house on the sand. And the Bible says, when the wind came, not if they come, but it's when they come. Challenges will come. But I want to tell you, when those challenges come, I want to tell you, let's rise up and preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Challenges should not stop us from preaching God's word. I remember my father, when he was starting the ministry in 1986, you have heard him, that he started with two, with seven people for two years. I want to tell you something which he did not say. When my father, before he came a Christian, he was working. He was making money. We he had food. Sometimes we could have chicken on the table. But when the time he left his job, he lost everything. He had no money. He had nothing. And I remember there were times we were going without food for one day, for two days, and people were coming to us and saying, what have you done? Look at your children. But remember what David said on verse 29, and he said, what have I done? Is there not a cause? My father knew that there is a cause. There are people in Malawi. There are people in Zimbabwe. There are people in Mozambique that needs Jesus Christ in their lives. And there are many times we are going without food. And I remember one day we went to a mess meal. A mess meal is a place where we pound corn into flour. Our staple food in Malawi is called corn mash. It's tasteless. It's just like wallpaper paste. So if you take me to the Longhorn or Roadhouse, uh, Texas Roadhouse, I'll be eating that steak very hard. So I went to this mess meal and then to collect flour from the ground. And then when I collected the, uh, the, um, the flour from the ground, I went home. And on my way going home, I found an egg on the road. I said, wow, yummy. It's going to be scrumptious today. Corn mash with an egg. So I correct that egg. And then I was going home. And then we started frying that egg. And then we, I saw people coming to me. And they said, did you correct that egg when you were coming from Mesme? I said, yes. I said, that egg is an egg of a snake. We had to throw it away. There were challenges in our family. 
You know, there were problems. My, my two sisters never finished school because my father couldn't pay for their school fees because he chose to preach the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want to tell you, from 1986 up to now, we have been able to plant 268 churches in Malawi, Mozambique. And 85,000 people, every Sunday, they come together and worship God. And one thing you have to know, that 8,000 people have come to know the Lord Jesus Christ this year. Is this not something to praise God today? Because he knew. Because he knew. There is a cause. Church, I want to challenge you this, this afternoon. There is a cause for us. Maybe some of our friends do not know Jesus Christ. Some of our neighbors, some of our families, some of our grandpa do not know Jesus Christ. There is a cause for us to preach the word of God. There is a cause for us to preach the gospel. Because people are dying without Jesus Christ. The Bible says in the book of 2 Peter 3, 9, the Lord is not slack about his promises. I did not want anyone to perish. Is that your desire? There is a cause for us. We need to move up. Men, I want to challenge you. Let's rise up for the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. He believed there is a cause. And the Bible says in the book of verse, on, on the verse 32 and verse 33, the Bible says on verse 32 and verse 33, Then David said to Saul, Let, man's, let no man's fail because of him. You are servant to go and fight the Philistine. And Saul said to David, You are not able to, um, to, to go against this Philistine to fight him, for you are just a young man. Remember what Goliath said? I defy the armies of Israel. But David said, who is this man to defy the armies of the living God? Church, I want to tell you, we are not just common people. We are sons and daughters of the living God. That's who we are. That's what we are. And so David said, I am ready to go. I'm ready to fight this man. And so said, you're just a young man. You cannot do it. That is why for 40 days and 40 nights, the children of Israel, they went to battle. They did not fight because Saul was looking to the size of the enemy instead of looking to the size of his God. You know, when challenges come, don't look to the size of the enemy. Look to the size of your God. It's not how big your sickness is. It's not how big your challenge is. It's not how big your financial problem is. It is the size of your God. That's what matters. Numbers don't fight battle. You know, sometimes we get excited when our church are filling up, when we have too many people in our church, like a thousand. We say, oh, our church is growing. But I want to tell you something. It's not about how big we are. It's how big God is. That's what matters. Sometimes we get worried. Oh, the church, oh man, it's too small. I want to tell you, it's not the size of your enemy. It is the size of your God. The Bible says in the book of 1 John chapter 4 from verse 4, Greater is who? Who is in us? Than the one who is what? In this world. We are more than conquerors. That's what Paul said. It's not the size of your enemy. That matters is the size of your God. When challenges come, they will come. Don't look to yourself. Look to the white line. 
Jesus Christ. Keep moving for the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't look to the size of the enemy. Look to the size of your God. And the Bible says, let's see how David became victorious in verse, uh, when you should read verse um, 36 and verse 37. The Bible says on verse 36, your servant has killed both the lion and the bear, and this and his concept will be like one of them. He has defied the armies of the living God. David had faith in God. He had faith in God. Remember what the Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11 from verse 6, without faith, it is impossible to please God. When challenges come, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And the, the Bible continues to say in the book, in, the verse, in verse 45, in verse 45, Then David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword, with a spear, with a javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower, and the righteous shall run unto you. Praise God for that. Men, trust God. Trust God. Matthew 28, 18, every power and every authority has been given to Jesus Christ. Men, trust God. Verse 47, the Bible says, Then all this assembly shall know that the Lord does not serve with a sword and a spear, for the battle is the Lord. Men, let God fight for you. What is your challenge today? Sometimes when we meet problems in our life, we want to solve them by ourselves. We want to find solution according to the thinking of a man, according to the desire of a man. But David said, the battle is not mine. The battle belongs to Jesus Christ. Let God fight for you. Challenges will come. What is your giant today? What giants are you facing today? I want to challenge you. Look to the white line. Keep moving. Don't look to the size of enemy. Look to the size of God. What are you facing in your life? Is it in your relationship? Is it in your family? You're facing those giants. Oh man, I tell you, have faith in God. Trust God. Let's bow our heads this afternoon. What giants are you facing? Remember, it's not if they come. It is when they come. I pray that this afternoon, when those challenges come, you remember to look to the white line, Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. I want to lead you in prayer. Maybe you're here today. And you're saying in your heart that I am in those giants of life. I am facing those trials in my life. I need God to help me. I need to look to that white line more. If you're here, I want to pray with you. Just raise up your hand. I want to pray with you. You say, I want to God help me. You may be here, maybe you're not facing those, but they are coming. You want to say, I want to trust God more when those giants come. Raise up your hand, I want to pray with you. Thank you, thank you. Father, 
In the mighty name of our Lord Jesus Christ, the name which is above all names. You have said in your word that in you we have peace. But in this world, challenges will come. Father, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. That when those challenges come, Lord, I pray, we'll look to the white line. As you have said in the book of Colossians, chapter 3 from verse 1, set your mind on the things above. Lord, I pray that you help us to do that. Help us, God. We cannot do this by ourselves. Because you have said in your word that without you, we can do nothing. That's why today we cry out to you, Father, help us. We know there will be times when our faith will be tested. But I pray that you strengthen us to keep moving. For you, Lord Jesus Christ, in Jesus' mighty name, may the people of God say, Amen.